Come join Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 77 of Consignment Chats. And I am so stinking excited, and I know Libby is too, to introduce to you a brand new series that we have. The name of this series is called Samantha Speaks. The reason it's called Samantha Speaks is for those of you watching on YouTube and not listening on podcasts, see a third face in the mix here today, and that is our friend Samantha. So we have asked her to join us, and she is very excited on a monthly basis as a, I don't know, we like to call her kind of our Oh, we have many names for her because we adore her. Like our <laughs> ideal customer for consignment chats. She's going to be our girl who comes in and asks those questions that other people in our community want to ask. We're going to have like girl time, sit back, chat, and find out from Samantha things about her business, which we've done in previous episodes. But she's going to ask some of those questions and get digging deeper with us and find out more information for people in our community that might want to ask. So Libby's here too, the three of us. It's Libby, Samantha, and I, and we're so glad to have everybody here. We're going to let Samantha, again, briefly tell you about who she is, what she does, maybe even how she came across finding us, and maybe why, Samantha, you've become such an integral part in our community. What drove you to do that? Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm Samantha Pratt. I own Sorting with Samantha, which was my side hustle of consignment for like a decade um, and then jumped into it full time last fall and just loving it and loving having something to do that makes me happy every day. Um, I came across you guys because I was previously a manager, had a lot of employees, and I constantly listen to podcasts, how to be a better leader and things like that. And as I was traditioning, or I guess months before thinking about transitioning, I just wanted to do more for my business and and grow in that aspect and found you guys kind of right from the beginning. You only had a few episodes, I believe, and um, had just started the community and doing stuff. And I've just been hooked hooked ever since. (laughs) Yeah, great. Yeah, you've been a blessing and I am, I'm really excited to learn about, because one of the questions we get all the time is what does it take to go full-time? Like what was, and people can go back and visit your episode in your spotlight, because I think you really uh, talked about that. But, you know, as we go through this series, I I'm interested to hear a lot about uh, making that journey from part-time to, to full-time reseller, consignment seller, because that's something a lot of people are aspiring to what to do and what not to do. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we have to learn things the hard way, right? (laughs) That way you don't forget them. That way you don't forget them. Yes, that way they are stamped in and tattooed on. (laughs) And that's why we have a community. So we can all learn those from each other and hopefully not repeat mistakes. Yeah, isn't that great when you pick up like a little nugget of information? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do it that way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, they're successful like that. And then every now and then you think, "Mm, I'm still going to try it my way because sometimes (laughs) you get hard headed and then you're like, "Mm, no, they were really right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. They were really right. So (laughs) the whole idea behind this 
series is for us just to enjoy talking shop. You know, um, Libby and I are in the same business, so it's nice to have Samantha here in her newly bouncing, awesome business. And I think we just, what, quickly fell in love with you and the community because... Because yeah. I never shut up. Samantha speaks a lot. <laughs> a lot. I comment on everything. I got an opinion for everything. And some for some reason, you guys are embracing it. I don't know. We're embracing it because what you say is so valuable. And I think everybody enjoys hearing it. And that's why we thought Samantha needs a little bit of a speaking moment to... And I think, like I said, it's a great thing for you to be a voice for those in the community who maybe um, connect with you and maybe want to ask certain questions but don't quite know how. And you'll be able to put that out in our community. So if you guys are listening now and you're not a part of our private community on Facebook, I highly recommend you get over there and get in it because we do so many awesome, fun things. Um, And there's a lot of good information out there all the time from all the business owners Um, But I think we'll, Samantha will post a couple of times before the episode and bring in some questions, things people might want her to um, pop into the show and ask us or say to us or recommend. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I do. I do. I need like one of those reporter visors and be like, ready. Oh, yes. Oh, how cute would that picture be? Oh, channel my inner Dougie and get into costume. (laughs) Yes, your inner Dougie. Yep, (laughs) Snoop always has a good costume for sure. Yeah, I wonder if he's got one you could borrow. Probably, (laughs) probably. Reporters not know because that would be such a cute image for us to brand you with. Because yes, y'all, you know we're all about branding. We got to brand her into her Samantha Speaks series. So Molly's like right now, like in canva trying to like figure out how she's gonna do this Um, brains turning the brains turning it's what i love so molly is awesome for those of you that don't know she is she is i consider her a branding expert she sometimes she fights with me about that but she really understands branding and she's gonna be doing some amazing things and she already has so go out there check out some of her canva information it's it's pretty amazing which will get added to that will get added to. Oh, I got to yeah, do my Canva series. I'm going to do my how to series. Yes. Yes. What do you think, Samantha? Would people be interested in that? Oh, definitely. Short yes. how to videos on things on Canva. Yes, the shorts lately that you guys are doing with even just eBay tricks and stuff. I it's all great. Yeah. Oh, good. That's good. Libby's jam. She's the eBay guru. She's. Uh, <laughs> I'm always calling her going, wait a minute, I'm in this part of eBay and I can't remember how to. And she's like, oh, just go here, do that. Touch it. I'm like, oh, okay. And I, you, have I previous, you have a previous Canva episode or two, so people could refer back to those. And then if they have any other questions, they should ask. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, some of those more. little things that we take for granted, <laughs> right? Like I did the last like quick chat series on eBay coupons and things like mm-hmm. that, because I kept getting those those questions and mm-hmm. you know I take it for granted I think well if I'm learning it why am I not going to share why am I not going to share those little tidbits absolutely with the community because I think yeah. oh that's just a silly little coupon but really it, it took me a while to figure out so I should share it so nobody else has to go through that pain and suffering that's well and I just signed up for an eBay store 
I've been, I've been doing this all this time and I've had like under 500 listings and it wasn't a, but now that I keep growing, I finally signed up for an actual store. And so I need to learn all these coupons and such things. Yes, you do. And and be prepared because we've got not one, but three summer list of Paloozas happening that are your products even more in the store. You're going to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. So, yeah. Now is the is the eBay store levels the last time I looked at them were relatively reasonable. I think the bottom one was under $10 a month, correct? Yeah, or- I'm at the second tier one. Oh, okay. which I don't remember what it's called, but yeah. um it's like $20 a month and they yeah. get 1000 free listings and all the other stuff. Yeah. Awesome. And it'll be Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. We're going to get you into selling those. Oh, we have a visitor. Isn't he cool? <laughs> what's, what's your puppy's name? Her name is Diamond. Oh, oh Diamond. She's, a, she's a giant Great Dane. Oh my gosh, she's adorable. If you guys are on podcast, you're going to have to flip over to YouTube and see this. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have the visual here for sure. Uh, Help me, girl. So Loving cute. It. Yeah, so I'm excited for all those things you're going to be able to do, like the seller initiated offers and, you know, newsletters Mm -hmm. for your store. That's really, that's really going to be a game changer. I think it's really going to boost your sales. I'm I'm, I'm glad I didn't do it right away because you don't need to. They give you so many free ones anyways. And Mm -hmm. it's really not a benefit when you're just starting out. Mm -hmm. And then it would be so overwhelming. But now I have like my listing and my shipping and my all that other baseline figured out. And now I can jump into to those things. Oh, my gosh. You are Libby's That's dream so come smart. true. Right. <laughs> it's nice to tell people start simple. Don't yeah. overcommit yourself to stuff because it, if you spread yourself too thin, you're not going to be able to be successful because it's too much going on at one time. Start simple. Perfect that. And then when you're ready, add more. Yep. Yeah. Like you're you just right. add at the store. That I mean, that's great. That's great. If you did that all at once, it probably would have been mm-hmm. overwhelming. I, I recently also started cross-listing to Poshmark. Okay. I'm not sure how I like it at the moment. The cross-listing part is easy, but I, Poshmark's yeah. a whole other social beast. I don't know. Do you um, use this perfectly? No. No. I used Flip. Flip. Oh, Oh it's yeah, they the new, have their own thing. Okay. Yeah. The new free one, and it does all the shares and all the bots oh, yeah. and all that stuff too. So it that part's easy to to do. Um, I don't like delisting in multiple places when something sells. I'm so used to my the way I do it. Everything comes off of everything when it sells. So that's driving me nuts. And um, I don't know. It's just a lot. But it was funny. The reason I bring it up is it was funny because. I opened flip and it automatically connects all these accounts. And I'm like, Oh my God, remember the days when I had a Macari and a Poshmark and an eBay and a, and I probably had like 10 things on each one. Cause I was just trying to do them all. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. starting over now, I'm like, wow, this is, this is a lot easier to just focus one at a time. One at a time. Yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. I think it probably breeds more success when you really focus in and use all the tools on, on one thing and really get your process down. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for Libby to tell you that Poshmark man. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say anything negative. I'm, 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 but I love the way you refer to Poshmark. We still have our Poshmark open and use it for specific things, but I love, go ahead and tell them about your Poshmark relationship. Should I? Yes. Oh, I yeah. I always say it's like, it's like an abusive boyfriend. 
that keeps yes. like you can't get rid of and they keep coming back and maybe you'll get a sale. It's like they're bringing you flowers and something good happens every once in a while, but every I just time. can't rationalize the abuse anymore. <laughs> that, is, that is how I feel. I've, I've just had a few sales, but like, but the likes are there. Those compliments just keep coming in. I'm like, oh, somebody liked my boots. Yeah. So I got to <gasps> see where this goes. Like, yeah. a little fuzzy moment. I know. Uh-huh. I know. Thanks for the box of chocolates. <laughs> that's what Libby says every time. And she's like, that's it. We're breaking up. I'm not closing it down, but we're breaking up. And then she'll text me. She'll go, you just sold a pair of shoes on Poshmark. Don't even think about adding more. <laughs> I know. It's it, like, it's really simple. It, it's hardly any work for me to post things on there. Absolutely. And it's hardly any work when they sell. And and I'm not sharing or the bots do all that mm-hmm. or whatever this right. program is. but it still, it still seems like a waste. Cause I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we've been, how old we've been on Poshmark since it, it started. Beginning. I've broken up with Poshmark. I don't know, maybe 20 times at this point, uh, restarted it just, yeah. I mean, we've been on there forever and we keep going back, but the last time I said, absolutely not. We'll keep what we have up there. We'll do that. But I just, I keep thinking I'm going to go put more over there, though. Oh, my gosh. I get so mad. I get so <laughs> mad. <laughs> right, the other like... thing is, like, all right, so when we came up with our mission, we realized that Poshmark didn't fit into it because our mission with our business was growing a community of circular conscious people. So and tell people why that doesn't fit into the mission. Because they don't... Uh, their terms say that you can't um, like bring people, send them the notes with your provide promotional material in your packages or things like that. Um, So, yeah. So we weren't able to really capture those customers without breaking the, the terms and maybe they've changed since now, but it just didn't feed in the way other, other platforms did. It doesn't give us the community feel that we like. Right. Does I it count it. as breaking the terms if you didn't really read them? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes it does. Um, but I haven't read the updated ones, so don't take my, don't take my word for this. This is like old information I have. Um, yeah. but. but still, unless you're going to put all your energy on to Poshmark and make that your main big deal and do the the parties, parties. The, all the, all the stuff on there, then you're not, you're not doing that anyways, because yeah. it, nobody can dedicate that much time to all that no. so much. Yeah. I'd rather list something on eBay and get a worldwide audience and list it mm-hmm. and walk away from that listing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe if you, I mean, there are going to be those exceptions. Maybe there are people that are, their mission is to build their Poshmark community, right? And that's their platform and that's how they're doing it. So it really does depend on what your, what your goals are. Yep. So are we allowed to ask Samantha questions about her? Oh, absolutely. Because Samantha speaks. All right. (laughs) Maybe she doesn't have to answer though. Well, that's up to her. Okay. We'll come up with it. What are so, we all right. So you have, you really homed in on your, uh, a solid process for your business and been very thoughtful about expansion and adding different things. So what, what is your overall like goal with your business? Like, have you really stated that? Hmm. 
personally, my goal is to get back to where I was in my career, like money wise okay. and security yeah. wise. Okay. Um, locally, I want to make a name for myself and which, which I, I have, but I'm just trying to kind of refocus it. Cause I did a lot of local sales. I did flea markets. Like I, not the Southern kind of flea markets, like just random ones here. I, I put on a lot of sales and things. Um, but now showing people that there's an online world and there's different things with that. Um, and then just trying to get people more circular conscious and, and yeah, reusing things. Thrift, thrift stores aren't really a thing around here. So, so stuff like that. I don't bring more awareness to reusing. That's really nice. I, I have I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so on your on your business page, I fell in love with you. We're posting some cozy minimalism mm-hmm. and things about organization and lifestyle. And I thought that fit really well with, with your so business. real talk. I love that idea and try to live a minimalistic life, not in my consignment room. And um <laughs> I, I totally feel that. However, sharing it to my business page sometimes is bad because I want people to clean things out and feel better and, and have things they truly love. And mm. But then a lot of that stuff also makes it sound like I don't want them to buy stuff because it's all about purging and having minimal amount of things. So then I, I was sharing it and I was in that groove and I was like, yeah. And then I was like, wait, is this also kind of the opposite of what I'm trying to encourage? So, and I don't need any more consigners. So I'm, I'm trying to find that balance. I don't know. That is so, that is such a a good point is like, how do you reconcile those two? And I'm going to back up a little bit here because some of the businesses we've worked with, they're often, uh, like a little, maybe don't understand or have, have I don't want to say don't understand, haven't thought through what kind of like their limiting, their limiting reagent is, their limiting factor is. So, I mean, with us and with most businesses we talk to, it's actually, um, they have too many consigners, not enough customers, mm-hmm. but they're focusing a lot of effort on getting new consigners. Right. Really those efforts should be made on, on building, on building customers yes. or maybe turning those consigners into customers. Because I mean, like us, I think you struggle with having, having too many consigners, having too much inventory. Yeah. So when I went full time, that was a big thing. I'd put a lot of consigners on the back burner or bless these people's hearts. They would drop stuff off and, and I would take months and months and months to even do anything with it. And um, so I want to focus on the people I'd put on the back burner, but then of course I have to build this customer base and I have more time and energy to do that. So I meet with my best friend and sometimes other friends. She's a realtor. She um, is also kind of branching out at the same time I did and doing her own thing. So we meet every Friday and we get together and have coffee or tea. And um, we meet at a local coffee shop, bring our computers, bring our calendars, bring our goals, bring Last week, I worked on my receipts and expenses for the month, and um, we just set some goals and get stuff done, and we're usually there four or five hours at a time, and one of our first ones, she wanted to make business cards, and I was like, heck yeah, we went on the website, so did all the stuff, and she was like, cool, now you make yours, 
And I was like, I'm so sorry about my dog. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I think the male lady's here. <laughs> um, so we, I said, well, I, I have a business card from years ago. I said, but I, I really don't want people to reach out to me. And she's like, what? And I said, well, you want, you want people to have your phone number and your email and all your, I don't, I want them to go to my website and that's it. And that's when I made my little cards and they have a code on the back and I the QR code on the front. They state, state my website several times and I put those in with packages. I pass them out at event site. That's my card. But I had to make that shift from everybody reach out to me and we'll talk about what we can do for you to look at my website, see what I have to offer there. And that was, that was a hard shift. Was it? Yeah. I, I just so used to helping everybody out and talking about everybody you talk to wants to consign something with you and Honest to God. Yeah. You just have to say no so much, even if it's that sweet little lady down the road that you've known your whole life and she's got the greatest stuff, but I just got too many. Already. Hi. I know. <laughs> yeah because I remember when we were in the store I made the mistake as the local paper came and did an interview and that was uh in an article and that was not my target market so it was like the phone rang off the hook and people wanted to consign and it was a lot of Mm -hmm. you know people that didn't have stuff that I wanted it was a lot of retired people that that uh read the paper that you know wanted to offload some of their very old clothing but not quite vintage it was it was a nightmare it was an absolute nightmare it was, I love your yeah. add-on but not quite vintage because <laughs> <laughs> I it do was... like those vintage clothes I have a lot of fun with them but mm. so I think and for or for like I have magnets on the side of my car with my business and people couldn't understand why I didn't have a phone number, why I didn't have a website. Like literally it's just, it's actually a sign you see behind. That's actually a magnet. Um, because I just want people to, to Google it, to just look up conchi consignment, like and shop or connect with us and not be calling. Well, so my husband goes, well, you've already, you've always had your cell phone on Facebook and you've always had it here, there. And he's like, somebody could just Google you and see that. And I'm like, yeah, they, they can, if they really yeah. want to get a hold of me, they can Google and see five emails and all the other stuff. But really, I just want to go to my website and shop or, you know, inquire about that. I don't, I don't need calls. I already get so many calls. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Not something yeah. you have to put out there in the world for sure. How many episodes have we talked about that on when people are starting a business? How do I get stuff? Oh, yes. Don't worry. <laughs> Proceed <laughs> carefully. Yes. So, yes. So now my focus and what I'm trying to do around here is more people that want to do this. So many people want to work from home and so many people, they're just looking for balance and things. So if they, if they're tech savvy enough, because Sometimes the people that want to do this need a lot more handholding. So I have to be selective of who I'm going to help and people I'm going to direct to you guys in the group and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, just trying to focus on like, you can do this too. If you open it up, start selling stuff at home and start from there and just trying to build more onto that. Love it. So are there any questions that you wanted to ask us or you think somebody in the community might ask us that we haven't addressed or ideas for, you know, future episodes? 
I've been trying to think the last couple of days and I'm not, I don't know. I talk to you guys so much, I feel, and I, I already <laughs> asked everything. So I'm really going to need to reach out to that group and, and get everybody else talking and asking. Cause I ask a lot of questions already. I don't know. Which is um, what we love. We love it. We love it. We love it. <laughs> I, um, I still can't wrap my head around that. You guys run the same business, do the same business from two different States. You're not even in the same like geographic area. So how is it like balancing that? And you guys must have to check in a lot together and, and keep up on that. So how do you schedule all that and make sure that you're on the same page with each other? So let me all speak on some of this and you can chime in. On Please do. Please so do. <laughs> first off, all right, on the business aspect of it, we do have a month, a weekly meeting that we schedule mm-hmm. and we meet every week and we discuss our what's going on for the following week. So that is on the calendar and that is purely business for that time. But the other advantage that we have is we are best friends. So it's just natural right. that I'm talking to her at seven 30 in the morning while I'm having coffee. And then at 10 30, after I have a call with somebody that I'm stressed out about, and then again at 12 30, <laughs> because I got an email that I just got a vent about. And then at, you know, six 30, because my son told me something exciting and I got to share, like we talk all the time. <laughs> so that, I think that um, weekly meeting is definitely, is definitely right. Key. Because it's your way to like focus it in on yes. this is business time. And then this yes. is friend time. So we yeah. truly just focus during that time. There's no, no talk about family and bunnies and all that. It's true business every week, once a week. Um, other than that, I think a lot of it is we've worked together for so long that things just ebb and flow over who does what well. I mean, I will text her and say, okay, you know, is this giving you a hard time? I'm trying to do this on this platform. And, you know, that kind of thing. We'll shoot texts back and forth. But as far as being in two different locations, I mean, I do all my own listing and shipping through contract mm-hmm. consignment from my house. So there's no product that goes back and forth unless of course we buy each other's stuff, which we have. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I do everything solely from here under conscious consignment. And I have consigners here that are all under her. I mean, it's her contract. It's all under conscious consignment. They sign the contracts and all with her or the agreements with her. Um, with her business. So I just am the one that manages that, getting the product, getting it photographed, listed, and shipping it. So it just kind of works, I think. And I think because especially in the last year or so, since we've been doing live sales, people have connected so personally with the two of us that it's not hard to trust me when I'm down here and not where the business started, because I think they now feel they know me. So, you know, we have people ship. I've gotten boxes of stuff from people that have been on our resale therapy lives and, oh, I want to consign something. And, you know, a little bit like, well, I have a lot, you're closer to Molly, you know, and they'll ship, ship a box of stuff to me and I'll consign it for them. So. Yeah. Hmm. It's not as challenging as, as you might think, but you know, I do, if somebody's thinking about doing that, I would, there are very few people I would ever enter into a relationship um, like that with or hire to. somebody to do, because when you think about that, like we're not, we're not partners. Like the business is, is my business and Molly works for Conchi consignment in that respect. So it needed to be somebody that I could trust to have the inventory to, you know, process it, to ship it on time because it's all, you know, 
the businesses, my business's reputation. And so mm-hmm. it's, while it's not difficult and it works really well, if somebody was ever thinking about that, I mean, it would have to be somebody just you implicitly would, would trust with everything. And you're giving them access to not just your reputation, but everything. I mean, I have access to her everything in her business, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because I'm doing it all for my end. So I have my own on her, um, on the Traxia platform, my own check-in and check-out register. And so I have access to it all. So knowing you're right, Libby, it really, you got to be really careful and make sure it's somebody that you know inside and out to trust opening that up like that. Yeah. yeah. Which is like anytime you would have a consignment that would be off site, it would have to be, um, you know, somebody you really like a lot of times people want to sell furniture from their, from a separate location or from their location. And I really only do that. I would do that with Molly, with my family. And, and that's about it. Other than that, like everything has to be in a location where I can touch it, ship it and have total control yes. over that item. Yes, that's a good point. A lot of people do say, well, I'll do this or I'll do that. If you can just like post it to your pages or put it in the groups for me or and 99.9% of the time it becomes a giant middle mess. You're just the person in the middle mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it, it doesn't work. So and even, totally with, even with family, that can definitely be, mm-hmm. yeah, like just the messages. Think about that, like going back and forth. It, it can be a, a real nightmare. So yeah. Um, and if you haven't that. touched it, you're trusting that they truly know how to, how to, what's the word I'm looking for, how to come up with, know the quality of that item and know mm-hmm. where the flaws are, if they are, and make sure those are verbalized properly and shown properly in photographs. I mean, it is a lot of trust to put out there. For that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like you're saying, Libby, your business reputation, when they show up to pick up, you know, you want the right person talking to that customer. So they come back, <laughs> not, mm-hmm. not offending them or not knowing anything about customer service, yeah. you know, could hurt you in the end. Customer service. So I went to a luncheon the other day, um, the local chamber of commerce put it on and they had a speaker come in and all this, and he does hospitality and customer service. And I think that most of the people that were there were there because their employers made them go there. Um, diamond. And my best friend and I were there. We just always want to better ourselves and learn more. It seems like a great thing. I said something about being the face of your business. And most of these people were receptionists or bank tellers or stuff like that. And none of them, none of them wanted to believe that they were the face of that business. And I'm like, but when you walk in, you're the first person that they see. You're the first interaction they have, the first words that they hear, the first. And a couple of them were like very adamant that they nope, I don't want that label. I don't want to, the one worked for the city. And I'm like, you're the face of Sault Ste. Marie. They come in and they ask what to do in this town and what to do. And I was kind of joking with her, but at the same time, yeah, you're the first person they see when they come to our town. And that just really hit, like you want whoever's going to talk about your business and interact doing things as your business to make sure that they're the face of your company and saying and doing the things that you want to portray with your company. Yeah. And that's where things like mission statements come in real big to make sure anybody you pull in not only can state your mission statement, but fully believes in it. Because if it's not a mission statement that they can't personally connect with, then they're not going to represent that when they're out in the world. Yep. Yep. Good point. Good point. 
All right, ladies, look, I could clearly this is going to be fun because we could do this all day long, I think. Like the uh, uh, you know, the, the timer's going off. I'm like, we only have a minute. <laughs> so we got to end this. We got to end this and we're going to do this again <laughs> next month. So listen, um, if you want to connect with us in the community so you can get some questions and some feedback with Samantha, make sure you do that. Hit Head on over to Facebook. You can start by going to consignmentchats.com, and that is where you can connect with us everywhere. Make sure you leave us some reviews if you're a podcast person. Um, YouTube, like us, share us, all that good stuff. All that good yeah. stuff. All right, ladies. Mm-hmm. Until Thanks, next Samantha. Week. We love you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Find all the ways to connect with us at consignmentchats.com. Episodes are available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. In addition, you can find us on Facebook in our Consignment Chats community. Until next time.